Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. And you know what that is. Everyone knows what that is. It's February 28th. That means it's Co Wetzel Day. I mean, I who, who I wouldn't want to go to Taco Bell? But the question is, who's sober enough to take me to Taco Bell? Not me. That is the question. That is the question. This is uh this has been a come some it's become somewhat of a holiday of some sorts on uh Texas music Twitter. It's kind of funny. There are some people who actually get really annoyed by it and they they mute the words Co Wetzel, um Taco Bell and February twenty eighth on this day alone. But me, I'm not one of those people. I've been putting up TikToks and reels and um Instagram posts and what have you of our our Virginia Beach trip, I think it was, was the first time, right, Andy? I was going to ask you what that video was from. Yeah. So in honor of it being co Day, February 28th, here is from probably one of the most badass concerts I ever went to. Yeah, Virginia Beach, 2019. We were we'll probably never see him in that small of a venue again because that place was crazy. Sick. It was crazy. But why do we, we go to Wendy's before that show? Do what now? Why do we go to Wendy's before that show and not Taco Bell? I'm not sure. We really messed up on that one. Yeah, the we perfect did. Perfect opportunity in front of us, and we didn't do it. Yeah, I know, but we made up for it last year. It wasn't for the Co Wetzel concert, but it was February 28th, and we did happen to go to Taco Bell last year. And you know who was sober enough to take us all to Taco Bell? Was it you? Classic Rock. Classic Uh, Rock Carter. The old reliable. Yeah, Classic Rock Carter. The old reliable. Yeah, it's one of those things that, like, I I don't know what it is about that song. It's like everybody, um, when you initially hear it, when people hear that, they're just kind of like, okay, this song's kind of stupid. And admittedly, it's a banger. Yes, it is kind of stupid in some ways, but it's a banger. It's an absolute banger. Mm -hmm. But it's like the story behind it's funny, and everybody knows the story by now, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. But um, as the song is titled, February 28th, 2016, uh, Co got arrested in Stephenville, Texas for uh, public intoxication. He had already kind of had the idea for the song, but then he said that after having to spend a night in jail when he got out, it inspired him even more and he finished the song and then it just kind of caught on. It's like, Andy, you and I have in the past have compared it to um, how American Aquarium closes their regular set at their shows with I Hope He Breaks Your Heart. It's not even close to their best written song, just like February 28th is not anywhere close to Coe's best written song, but it gets the people going, man. Yeah. It's it's provocative, but it's it's just so much fun live. And if you haven't experienced it live, like and you don't really listen to Cole too much, you're probably like, well, this song's stupid. He's talking about can you pull over because he can't hold it and he's got to piss. But uh, who's sober enough to take him to Taco Bell? I mean, okay, who hasn't been there where you're just kind of like, hey, I really want some food right now. But and then the world before Uber Eats, it was like, hey, who's sober enough to take me to Taco Bell? Who's sober enough to take me to were, cookout? Before that, we used to walk to get food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, we had to walk uphill both ways when we were drunk to give food. Barefoot through the snow. But yeah, Logan, if you remember, my apartment complex in Greenville was literally right next door to a cookout. 
Yeah, yeah, it was. It was clutch. I made that walk numerous times. I even knocked down a fence one time. I was with you when we knocked down the yeah. fence. <laughs> allegedly knocked down the fence. Yeah, allegedly. I don't. I don't. Do not recall because but, it wasn't like it was that big a deal to walk like another five hundred. Another five. Around, we yeah, like, it wasn't that part of going around the fence. <laughs> no, we're going through it. Yeah, yeah, we went through the fence. It was me, you, and a couple of our other buddies. For some reason, it seemed like a good idea at the time to knock the fence down. And this was like a six foot tall fence. It wasn't yes, like it a was. little, like a little podunk fence. It was a, it was a legit fence. Allegedly, of course. So. Allegedly. Allegedly, there's no proof that we did that. No, we have uh, allegedly had some times going to get food after some cold snacks. Oh, very much times. so. I think that in some ways, Coetzel would be proud of those. Um, Times where allegedly fences got knocked down and walked to sheets and crazy stuff that I probably wouldn't do now by any means. Walked through uh, Harris Teeter and asked if they sold food here. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the ones I was thinking about. Yeah. 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 Where do they sell but, food here, Andy? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> okay, hey, just like, you guys are fucking idiots. We're like, we're <laughs> in a grocery, grocery store. store. <laughs> But no, then we had the frozen pizza. Um, Kyle didn't uh, stay awake long enough to eat the pizza. Didn't y'all burn we the piss out of that one? Nah, we uh, ate I thought it was burnt. I think we burned it. Yeah, I don't right. think so. We parked we two wait, chairs. We, it was still frozen when we started eating it. Yeah, we parked two chairs right in front of the oven like it was going to make it cook faster if we watched it. I fell asleep on the couch. Yeah, you did. Everybody else was already asleep and we were all hungry. So we got the pizza and then uh, it, we took a bite out of it while it was frozen. Don't know why I thought that was a good idea. Trust me, you do not want to eat a frozen pizza while it's still frozen. In yeah, my defense, it was like five in the morning at this point. Yeah, oh, it was definitely. I'm pretty sure that was the same night I thought of the balcony too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Clint was just talking about that this past weekend. He was like, it was the top three funniest things he's ever seen. Whereas Andy was like uh, trying to get up on the second floor balcony and then he just falls and he disappears into the bush. He says like he has one last uh, reach to reach up and grab the balcony in Wrightsville Beach and then he just drops and he falls. I was so so confident too that that last grab was going to be 100% success. I was halfway to the bushes before I even realized I was falling. (laughs) <laughs> running down the steps because I thought you died. Well, <laughs> and then like uh, like you said, Andy Clint, he goes, "Hold my shirt," and then he wants yeah. to climb up there. <laughs> that was a trip. Yeah, that was no. a great trip though. No, but all right. So, Kyle, you've never seen Cohen concert, have you? I have not. Uh, y'all saw him when I was up there for work. Like the weekend COVID started. Yeah, yeah. It was my 26th birthday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was 2020. And I had to get home because of the Mrs. But I probably would. Actually, I do regret not going because, you know, the world ended like a week later. Essentially. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. About it. We but. actually saw a picture of Andy from that night because uh, we we went out a bunch of us went for clint's birthday um to to dinner his girlfriend surpri- did like a surprise birthday thing for him and um there was a guy that was buddies with clint who was there who had not seen andy since that night on march 7th 2020 and they were like have we met before they're like i think so oh yeah it was the co wetzel concert and i looked at andy and i was saw the shirt he was wearing and i was like Actually, Andy, you were wearing that same shirt that night. And I was like, the only reason I remember this, and I went through my Snapchat memories and found the picture, and Andy's sitting there holding up, uh, grinning like ear to ear with two vodka Red Bulls in his hands. Go out some concerts. They're crazy. Took part in the cold snacks. Yeah, back in the day. That was fun, Andy. 
<laughs> no offense, Andy. <laughs> that Midco show was a rough one. Yeah. Andy, what would you say is probably the, the best one you've, because we've seen him, what, in Raleigh, Charlotte, and Virginia Beach. What was your favorite one? Uh, well, I would say, allegedly, I saw him in Charlotte. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I could definitely have to go with Virginia Beach. Charlotte, I mean, it might have been good. I don't know. But Charlotte, uh, Charlotte was fun, but it didn't beat Virginia Beach. So even if you don't remember the show in, in totality, it was uh, nope. it, Virginia Beach was still better. I needed a break in Charlotte before Co even hit the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and it was everybody in our group also agreed. Yeah, you need a break. Yeah, it was the during the house band from Coyote Joe's playing. And Andy looks and goes, I need some water. And Clint, so Clint got him some water. <laughs> That's well, bad when you're really drunk and you're like, oof, <laughs> I'm in a bad spot. What was crazy was that that night, like it was probably like seven of us. We had rented an Airbnb for the night. So we had like this two story, three story, whatever it was, like townhouse that we had uh, rented out for the night. And everybody after almost as soon as the show ended, they all just like packed up their shit and got the hell out of Dodge. And we're all piling into an Uber. And I'm sitting there and I had just ordered one more drink. And I was like everybody's texting me saying we're about to leave you need to come out to the uber and i was like what i was like it's 11 o'clock i was like the show just ended i just got another drink so i was like i'll just meet y'all back at the place so i'm sitting there leaning against uh anybody who has been to coyote joe's in charlotte it looks like imagine going into the boar's nest from the dukes of hazard it's like old school 1970s kind of feel and it's like this country bar slash venue and i'm sitting there leaning against the railing I'm like, well, my friends left me here by myself. And then next thing I know, I see somebody walking with a fresh drink in their hand with a cowboy hat looking down. And we looked up at the exact same time, made eye contact. It was Clint. Clint was thinking the same thing. Everybody had left him too. (laughs) And we both saw each other. We were like, oh, you're still here. (laughs) You're still alive. Still alive. That was the night that um, Andy, you had the 7-Eleven sub that I ended up eating. Allegedly. That I allegedly <laughs> went to Seven Eleven and uh, dropped my sandwich on the floor in the store and still bought it. And apparently came home and took one bite out of it. And then when Logan got back several hours later, thought that uh, he was going to get himself a good old free sandwich. <laughs> he had a g- full Gatorade and a sandwich sitting right beside him. And I was like, Andy, Andy, he wouldn't wake up. I was like, looks like it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> Then the next morning before. comes and everyone tells me, oh, who ate that sandwich that was dropped on the 7-Eleven floor? And I was like, what the oh, fuck? That's the, oh, <laughs> oh, that's awful. Makes your heart sink. I know. I don't know. I haven't died yet. I only got COVID allegedly to once. Give, so. To give the listeners a, a reference point of my state of mind, when Logan described this place as the boar's nest, I remember it just being kind of like dark inside and I couldn't really see the walls too good, but apparently that was just me. Because <laughs> uh, you, JJ, Jimmy, and Aaron were just like pieced out, like, we got to go. We're ready to leave. And me and Clint were just like go. not having it. We were like, dude, it's we're not leaving now. <laughs> Andy, that's about, 15 minutes. How, that's about how I remember the uh, venue that I got kicked out of in Texas. Yes, I, I remember I, the <laughs> steps, and I remember paying to get in, and I remember seeing Drew have a good time, and then I don't remember much else after that, and then I remember getting an Uber, and didn't know Logan's middle name. Yeah, I I, I was quizzing so Kyle. Was just, 
the entire time. <laughs> just walking up to random cars. So you're my Uber. <laughs> yeah. I was quizzing you the entire time. I was like, so Kyle, I said, what's the name to get in the Uber? You were like, Logan. I was like, no, it's under my middle name. It's Chance. He was like, okay, okay, it's Logan. I was like, no, 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 no. It's Chance. And then I said, what's the code to the house? And I don't know. God knows. He must have been looking out for you that night because there's only, that's the only way you got in that house was because you could that not door remember whose name up. the Uber was on and how to get in the house. That door, that door was funky sober. And I yeah. somehow managed to get in. Yeah. So. I remember sitting there at the front door and I was like, saw Kyle and the Kyle takes one step up and misses the step and just falls. And I was like, Face they ain't man. letting him in here, are they? <laughs> nope. They took my money, though, the bastards. They did take your money and then immediately escorted you out and said, you've got yep. to go. I was like, fuck me. But <laughs> God was looking out for me because you, I probably would have been right there with you. Yeah. But either way, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was probably a, a good thing. But it, just thank God you made it home safely. Because did, did you go by yourself or did someone else go with you? No, it was just me. Oh, gosh. That probably and, wasn't the best part of of us as friends sending you off by the, by yourself in that state in an Uber. Yeah, I don't remember the ride home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember going to the house. I just remember waking up the next day. I was yeah. trying to like get you back safely without me having to go with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I managed. I don't know how, but I managed. Yeah, it's like Michael Scott. Somehow I manage. <laughs> You'll have that on them big jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Andy, for sure, the Virginia Beach trip was a, a ton of fun. If you see that photo, electric. Yeah, I'll have to post that on the Cold Cans Instagram at some point. The photo after the show of all of us, where the one right before we all started smiling, but the one where we're all just sitting there, we're all just kind of looking at each other, and it's like a couple of us are just like looking at each other, like what the hell? And then Andy and Clint are just staring into it, each other's eyes, and it's hilarious. And Clint was like, "Get you somebody who looks at you like Andy looks at Clint." <laughs> <laughs> that show was epic. So it such was a small place and it was packed and every person in there was 100% invested in that show. Yeah. You can't beat it. Yeah. It was and that's the thing though. It was like, it was, it was the first time we went to go see him too. So I think that was like the, why it was even more like badass was because it was first time we saw him. It was like middle of the summer. We, we traveled all the way to Virginia beach for the show. We, we ended up with now get this Kyle. Mm-hmm. Cookie, if you're listening, I don't blame you but so much, but I blame everybody else. I still kind of blame Cookie a little bit, but mm-hmm. we had six people in a two-bed hotel room. We had an air mattress to put in the center. I had booked everything, planned the trip, yes. essentially, and was like, the only caveat, fellas, is that I get one of the beds. Doesn't seem like an unruly uh, request. Fair. Yeah. I, I was willing to share the bed. I wasn't saying I get the bed by myself. I was just like, I just get one of the beds. Well, to cheat levels though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't really care. But touch, t- touch tips. <laughs> <laughs> but we get back, and Andy and was it Aaron or Cookie or somebody? They took the bed. I think it was uh, Cookie. It Jimmy was cookie. and Clint took the other one. So yeah, it was Cookie and. I, Cookie's not a um, easily lifted human being, so I was not picking him up. Andy was just like dead asleep. So it was like I had to sleep on an air mattress in the center on the floor with Aaron. Aaron's also not an easily lifted human being. And by the end of the night, the air mat by the next morning, the air mattress was deflated. So I'm essentially sleeping on the hotel floor after I had one request from these guys and like nobody gave a flying shit. In my defense, (laughs) 
when Cookie got in that bed, I was like, Cookie, you got to sleep in the floor. Logan's got dibs on the bed. Mm. True. And listen, and also mm. in my defense, I literally am not exaggerating, had one foot of bed to sleep in. That was all <laughs> the room that was left. That's my, that's not my life. Pleasant. Andy, I don't, I'm not going to get any sympathy for me. That is my <laughs> life. Yeah. Well, yeah, either I mean, way, look, I didn't get I, the bed. I, I sympathize with you, Logan, because you know just as well as I do. Anytime we go somewhere, I usually just claim the couch. Yeah. It's an easy thing. Yeah. So I had dibs there. I didn't claim, I didn't claim a closet like Drew. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. Why it was a huge no, don't get me wrong, this isn't a regular closet, but it was a huge, huge walk-in closet. But Drew decides he wants to gonna take a air mattress, a buddy of ours from around here, for those who don't know him, um, take an air mattress and put it in the closet and sleep in the closet. Cause he said it'll be quieter when everyone gets rowdy around one in the morning. And I'm just like, who sleeps in a fucking closet? There's yeah, still beds up and he lives on yeah. the closet. Yeah. He was like one of the first people there. Yeah, there were, the there were beds available. He just went to sleep in the closet for whatever reason. A little Makes sus, no sense. if you ask me. A little sus. Yeah, very, very much so. But either way, Virginia Beach, Virginia Beach trip, badass. Um, we had a good time hanging out down at the water that day. Chris Colston opened up. Um, Co was the headliner. I think my the bed thing, whatever. My only complaint was somebody started putting a ton of drinks on my tab that mm. I was not responsible for. And my Classic. tab was too much money. And there, Classic. there's no way for me to have ever known who it was. And it honestly, in the guy's defense that were with me, it wasn't them. It was some stranger, uh, some asshole mm, because oh yeah, nobody move. in our group drinks Bud Light. And there was like 12 Bud Lights on my tab and I don't drink Bud Light. So it was like, mm. I had to pay for it because it wasn't like they were going to knock them off and, and give 12 drinks on the house. But somebody must have heard my name at some point during the night mm. and decided to put a run. We're going to be like, you know what? We're going to get this joker. We're going to run up a bunch of <laughs> drinks yeah. on there. But either way, didn't ruin the trip. Fun trip. I um, see he's doing a show tonight in Steubenville. Yeah, pop-up show. It's like a $20 cover to get in. That's going to sell out quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw some people trying to sell tickets for like $1,700. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. That for that, you know? I don't know. I don't this know. is a, a pop-up show. This wasn't one that was planned. I saw that he was hanging out with Gio uh, last night. Oh, yeah? That would be sick if he was opening. That'd be yeah, a it killer would. show. It really would. Yeah, yeah it would be. But, hey, it's Co-Wetzel Day, February 28th. Get some Taco Bell, crush some bush lights. Uh, happy Co-Wetzel Day to everybody out there. All right, let's jump into the Cold Cans Rundown. Uh, first up on the Cold Cans Rundown. We've got a uh, few songs that have been released, most of them within the last couple of weeks. One of them's a little bit older, but I was like, what the hell? I'll throw it in there. <clears throat> First one I want to talk about. Um, see what you guys think. We'll play a uh, snippet of the chorus because, I mean, we're not going to get monetized at this point on YouTube anyway, so the hell with it. Um, we, it's the first one's by Zach Bryan. Uh, Zach Bryan is a guy who I've said for a while, I didn't, I, I've kind of become a, uh, I was slow to being a fan. It wasn't that I thought his music was bad because it obviously isn't. It was just I didn't really get it at first. But then like the more I listened to it, it started to click with me. And then I've seen him in concert at the Ritz. And dude, he has like a rabid, rabid fan base. It's crazy. Um, now, I'm, a, I'm on the older end of his fan base, but it was still a fun show. But definitely, if you haven't seen him in concert, you need to because dude puts on a hell of a show. And we're now entering the full studio 
um, kind of like recording with all the bells and whistles of Zach Bryan. Cause in the past he kind of had some, you know, low production on his records. Cause he had been, I believe in the Navy. He's now like out and he's touring uh full time now as a touring musician and making records like, um, like, at, like big time, uh, productions and everything, which is, is exciting to hear. So we kind of hear the first single he's released in this Zach Bryan era. It's called from Austin, uh, play, snippet of the chorus and then we will talk about it how much can a southern girl honestly endure and i'm finally gone from austin you finally settled down with a man who didn't move as quick as the trains roll through town Yeah, so that's from Austin. Uh, first thing that kind of really sticks out to me is, um, like Andy said, it's kind of this song in a lot of ways was all rise. But I think that Andy, I want to let you talk about it a little bit because you had some good points uh, we were talking about before recording. But this was just a fantastically written song, in my view. To an extent, like what Logan was saying, I've I've really only listened to Zach Bryan in passing. Like everything I've liked, I was fairly confident I'd been a fan of his. I've just really never gotten around to doing a deep dive, but. This song is literally an 11 out of 10. Sonically, lyrically, just across the board. It's all rise. The, I just got, I've only listened, been able to listen to it since preparing for the show maybe three times. It's taken me a week to understand this whole song. It's very intricate, intricately written. And the, um, there's like the subtle, the, some of the things like I like that like Turnpike does as well as the, subtle lyric changes like from what we just played would have been like the outro which is very slightly that takes the entire chorus and puts it into past tense which i love when people do that at times to me this song like it almost contradicts itself at times because you know like in the chorus where it's like um it's about time you settle down with a man who doesn't move as quick but it also said if love was just an ocean, I would drown before I or no, let me restate that to the go to the last one. If loving you was an ocean, I'd have drowned so you could float, which almost seems to contradict itself a little bit. I don't know what you guys think on that. Yeah, with this song, like like you said, it it's just a very, very well written song. And Zach Bryan, if you dive into his catalog at, at all, like he has a lot like multiple songs, one to, to two lines that just are amazing. Um, you, you got to give credit where credit's due. I know that like some of the hardcore Turnpike fans, yeah, give this guy hell. I think sometimes unnecessarily um, because of that song he wrote Felker back a few years ago. But the dude's songwriting is like he's a natural like poet is what he is. Um, like there, the line in the song "Repression is my heaven, but I'd rather go through hell." And then like Andy mentioned, the su- the subtle chorus change from the first and second chorus to the last chorus is something that you know we do see with like uh, people like Evan Felker of Turnpike. But it's like where it went from yeah, you should move on with a man who doesn't move as quick to you finally moved on to with a man who doesn't move as quick. It's very subtle, but at the same time, it's like the whole song's about him. Uh, saying that he really needs this woman because he is like a sickness and she's the cure, but how much can a Southern uh, girl endure? And while she is good for him, for him to keep on, uh, I guess, just not going crazy and making it, he's bad for her. So it's in his own words. uh, People ruin people. I don't want to ruin you. 
Exactly. And I think that's why I, I really, really loved this song from the beginning. Cause it's just the, the, the contrast of, yes, I need you, but I'm terrible for you. So it's in, it's really in your best interest. If we just like go our separate ways and you just move on and have a normal life. Cause I'm not going to be a, around. There's another one that I'm surprised that Logan hasn't mentioned, but the, uh, the, but babe, I've got to heal myself from things that I've never felt that one's, Cause he's got to heal, but he's never felt the things he's got to heal himself from. It's so yeah. like interesting, like lyrically. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, I haven't ever really listened to Zach Brown, like Andy, not Zach Brown, Zach, <laughs> Zach Brian, like Andy. Uh, but this song to me, I don't know if you ever watched like YouTube videos where dudes just break down rap lyrics and they pull up stuff that, damn, I just missed that. Yeah, feel like, a lot. Yeah, like you'll see stuff that like people break down Eminem lyrics, and it'll be like one word in this verse will connect back with this verse, and you're like, "Oh, how did he do that?" Uh, this is one of those songs that, like, even before we were doing the show, I was asking you about something I just completely missed. I was like, "I don't understand this," and then you two both, you know, explained it. And I was like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense." You're saying that so, we mansplained it to you? I yeah, knew you the, you the we mansplained it's not showing up. I have the lyrics pulled up in front of me. That's not half the reason I got half of that. Yeah. Well, like, well, like I said, it's just a it's a it's a very deep song um, with a lot to it, and this is just one of those songs. I feel like if I've just listened to it ten times, I'll get I'll pick up ten different things. Yeah, it's got a simple. Yeah, it yeah, like it, you just got to let it cook, you know. Just let it. You just just listen to it passing by. If you sit down and just focus on it, I think you'll miss stuff because. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah, but if you just, like I said, if you're just sitting in the car riding and you play it, oh, I missed that part from last time I listened to it. I feel like this is one of those casual listen songs that each time you listen to it, you'll pick up something new, and it it's very it's very good. Uh, And I think I I'm going to jump in his camp now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I even though this isn't an official slapper crap, I give it a hard slap. Yeah, he delivers it. The way he delivers it too is just stellar. Yeah, yeah I do like I, how. Go ahead. I was gonna say I like how the tone of the song changes from very like mellow and slow until the very end. It's like got some some oomph to it. Yeah, and a little bit more emotion, and I I, I do kind of especially do, do how like that. especially how the bridge gets like kind of quiet. Yeah. And it gets yeah. real serious and like the focus is on the lyrics in the in the bridge. And then the final chorus, it just kind of pauses and then it almost has like a um it is I mean it's not really a beat drop, it's not EDM, but you know what I mean? Like the tempo and, and the song just in mm-hmm. the energy just picks up and goes from zero to a hundred really quick in that last chorus, which I really, really liked. And it's not happy either when it goes to a no. hundred. No, no, definitely not. But yeah, so definitely recommend check that out. Zach Bryan from Austin. Uh, I think it's the first single he's released from the upcoming uh, project. I'm excited for the the full studio recording era of Zach Bryan. All right, next up on the Cold Cans Rundown. My favorite voice in country music is back. He's announced an album that's coming out. On this album, he's actually doing a song with Parker McCollum. I can't wait to hear that one. I kind of hope it's going to be released as a promo single or just single in general before the album. But if I have to wait till the record, I will. But once again, the legendary Mr. Ronnie Dunn um, is back to making some solo stuff again. He's been touring recently with Brooks and Dunn. I saw them last summer. They were here. Brooks and Dunn, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, as the kids say, I stand Brooks and Dunn. 
but Brooks and Dunn is a fantastic, fantastic, uh, uh, group that was a big influence on me growing up. But Ronnie Dunn, like I said, is probably, he probably is my favorite voice in the history of country music. So any, he, he could sing mm-hmm. the phone book and I would like it. Um, mm-hmm. it's just Stop. the fact that he's in his late sixties and still has that, that voice is crazy to me, but he has a, uh, new song, um, that he just released, I think this past Friday, it's called Broken Neon Hearts. I'll play a clip of the chorus and then we'll get into it. So yeah, Ronnie Dunn's back. Go ahead. For that, in that, um, in between what he was saying in that specific clip, is that pedal steel? Yeah. Okay, one make sure. Yeah. So with this song, like first off, uh, first off, let me t- uh, tackle it sonically. I love this. Like mm-hmm. I abs- this is the sweet spot for me because it reminds me so much of Brooks and Dunn. Reminds me so much of country music I grew up on. Like it may not be super super like hardcore traditional, but it's obviously not pop country. I mean, this is the country music I grew up on and I love the way this sounds. I love like the electric, how it alternates between the electric guitar and the pedal steel, pedal steel, greatest instrument ever invented. And, um, just one thing in particular, this song in general is just a song about finding solace under the neon, like uh, mending a broken heart at the bar. It's, it's kind of a a tried and true countryism, um, a a theme that we've, we've seen many, many times. And real quick, before I jump it over, throw it over to you guys, the, I love, I think it was in the second verse. I want to say the, um, shout out the Keith Whitley reference where he's like with the boys in the band laying down Whitley late night, slow dance to Miami, Miami. Like if you haven't listened to Keith Whitley, you should. One of the greatest voices in country music history and Miami, Miami is a great song. Love that shout out. But what do you guys think of Ronnie Dunn, uh, broken neon hearts? This song takes me back to like 2002. It just being like seven, eight years old. Riding home from school in my grandma's minivan. This is like stuff that would be on the radio. Um, <clears throat> the worst part about this song is the cover art. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's like, it looks, he looks kind of like a tool. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, I just want to know how much touch of gray they put in that thing. He's like 60 years old looking like he's trying to nah, pick he, up girls. He's more like he's 68 years old. Okay, he's almost 70, and he looks like yeah. he's trying to pick up girls at a bar. And I'm just like, bro, come on. But other than that, the song is really good. You, Anytime Ronnie Dunn makes music, it's good music. Uh, I haven't heard really a bad song. I mean, even Hillbilly Deluxe, which I... <laughs> if, anyone else, any, if anyone else sung that song, I would hate it. But because Brooks and Dunn sung it, I just can't help but love it. And that's you can't tell me that song don't sound good. Oh, it slaps. I'm talking about just the lyrics. If anyone yeah. else sung that song, like if I hate to say it, if, if Justin Moore sung that song, I would make so much fun of it. Oh, I would too. I'm not even going to yeah. act like I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I would make so much fun of it. But Brooks and Dunn sang it, so it's a banger. And that's, yeah. 
extreme bias on my part. But yeah, it is. But if we're being honest, all music fans, regardless of who you are, you're like, they're like this. Like the, the oh, yeah. artist that 100%. puts out a song, you have a bias towards it. So if you like, if you love the artist, you're going to be more inclined to like the song, even if it's not that good. And then on the flip mm-hmm. side, take for instance the um, the song that's a. I'm sorry, it's a great song. Ernest and Morgan Wallen's um, most recent collaboration they did on Flower Shops. Some people will not give that a chance because they hate Morgan Wallen, whatever they, they can. I mean, that, whatever that's up to them. But reality is that song in a vacuum. Great song. It's, it's just a good on, country song. I heard that on our local country radio station the other day. Yeah. Was no, it's going to be a big hit. It's going to be a big hit. Yeah. I was surprised to see, you know, I know Morgan Wallen, you know, carries a lot of weight for you know, a lot of baggage. Yeah. A lot of baggage, but I mean, you know, dude does, sell out and all that yeah i mean i was just look, surprised to hear it on local country radio especially yeah. this uh, he's back on the radio now though what oh not, yeah I, that's not what i was saying i mean i haven't heard broadway girls on that same radio well, station it, yeah it's kind of a uh, <laughs> hip-hop uh yeah. Yeah. technically by little dirt yeah 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 but i mean featuring Morgan. usually usually like when they play they say new music is like four months old five months right. old. yeah I, usually you don't hear that song that soon on our little podunk radio station in town. Yeah. It's not right. the highway, you know, yeah. or whatever it is. But Flower Shop's good song. Don't care if you don't like it. Uh, at me, I don't give a shit. Um, Andy, what do you think of Ronnie Dunn's new song? Just plain and simple sounds good. Pedal steel's lit. His voice, lit. Yeah, it, it's just so like, I guess as the kids would say, it's lit. Yeah, it's like it's it's not the going to be the deepest song, and there's references to whiskey and coke and cold beer. But who really cares? Come on, not just everything has good. to be up for song of the year with songwriters. Like this is just a good country song by an all time vocalist. You know what? I don't give a shit if people don't like it. I love it. Ronnie Dunn should sing the State of the Union tomorrow night. That way, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that 100. percent He should just I'd be curious. Biden like should just keep, step off and be like, I introduced Let Ronnie Dunn Mr. do it. Mr. Dunn, <laughs> let him just I, sing it. I'd be curious. It'd be funny if he did just sing the phone book and just see how many copies it sells. Right. <laughs> yeah. But definitely, this is a uh, banger. Ronnie Dunn's new song. Excited for his new record. So. Hell yeah. All right. Moving right along. Cocaine's Rundown. So we have a new song from Sunday Best. Uh, Nick Jamerson was a guest on this show a while back. We had a great interview with him. So check that out on um, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, Podbean, what have you. But a uh, great interview with Nicholas Jamerson when he was on here. Um, Sunday Best is back together. And they've kind of released a um, Christian song here that I was, when I saw it teased on Twitter, it caught, piqued my interest. One, because I love Sunday Best. I'm a big fan of Nick Jamerson. And on two, the guy that's featured on is Mac Powell. Mac Powell is the lead singer of Third Day. And I am a huge Third Day fan. Um, I actually, almost every morning when I'm getting ready uh, for work, I uh, I listen to Christian music in the morning to start the day. And Third Day is a big part of my playlist with that. Third Day is like a, it's a definitely a Christian, contemporary Christian rock band, but they have a lot of like Southern rock, kind of like Southern music influences in their music. Third Day puts out some bangers. So Mac Powell has a great voice too. So I was excited to hear this and uh, we'll play a clip and then jump into it. By the echoes of our hearts pounding when you're walking in the world alone at night. You walk by faith and not by sight. 
and I may stumble Hidden rocks, they keep me humble I used to moan, complain and mumble Now my spirit only rumbles Through the river and the mountain Yeah, so that's uh, Mac Powell in the second part of that. Um, what do you guys think? I personally, like I said, big fan of Mac Powell, Mac Powell, big fan of Sunday best. And I'm a, I love Christian music and this is kind of like a rootsy Christian song. So count me in. Yeah. Uh, what, what Mac, um, I keep want to say Mac, yeah. I keep wanting to say Mac Osborne for some reason. Yeah. Uh, his voice slaps. Yeah. Oh, great. Great yeah. voice. Like he reminds me of like, you know, every church has that, that one woman you always have the choir that a lot of people think they can sing i don't mean this in a disrespectful way they really can't yeah so they yeah. kind of they really and, do have that yeah but i they never all, thought about that they have the little choir and there's a bunch of people in it that can't sing but then you always have that one person in the choir who can sing yep and they kind of just whenever there's a difficult bit in the song you hear all the people that Think they can sing but can't sing, they kind of get a little get quiet. quiet. Yeah. And that one person just nails it. And you're like, yep. Yes, attaboy. I mean, there's always like one woman and one man in the choir that yeah. can just belt out to me. He reminds me of somebody like that. And his yeah, he just slaps. He reminds me like of a, of a southern gospel. I know he's just I know he came from a Christian like quasi-rock band, but he just reminds me of like a, a Southern Baptist, just a Regular guy in blue jeans and in church with that baritone just, voice he's got, yeah, just belting out in the yeah. choir. Yeah, so I think I think it's good. I like it, Andy. I don't know if it's just me, but does the majority of Christian music sound the same to y'all? Uh, a lot of times, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but it well, all kind of sounds the same. Well, I mean, you get all right. So there's some there's different Christian genres. I mean, yeah. I can send you some stuff that doesn't sound anything like this. I, yeah, I, I, but the majority of it, like 75% of it, basically does sound like this, doesn't it? Or is it just me? No, this, if you're talking about like the church you grew up in and like small, like country churches, yeah, a lot of it sounds like this. I'm saying but, like, like, uh, more like the, our, I guess the popular artist that would have been popular. If someone uh, would have told no, you to listen doesn't, to this person, it does. No, or is it just me? If you're talking about contemporary Christian music, it doesn't sound anything like this. This sounds more like church it. hymns than it does contemporary Christian song. Yeah, like there's a, Third Day doesn't even really sound like this at all. No, no. Uh, I think there's a. Yeah, there's a, a Christian band called nothing. Yeah, I think. That, yeah. Seventh Day Slumber, I think they are. Yeah. And they they don't sound like your traditional Christmas music. Christmas Christian music. Christian music. <laughs> we don't uh, want to get me started on Christmas music. Yeah, we we uh, had bug. Yeah, I mean they're very. I mean they have like awful. If you ignore the lyrics, I mean they sound like early two thousands. Yeah, new yeah. metal. New metal, but like I've heard like stuff that sounds stuff, like that. Like like stuff I, in the vein of like Breaking Benjamin. Or, what is one of uh, uh, pillar? Was it one of the? Isn't it pillar a Christian rock band? I don't, skillet? I don't know. No, I think Pillar. I think it's the name of it. It might be. But, yeah, I mean, not all of it sounds the same. 
some yeah. of it does though there's like the generic yeah, yeah i mean with any genre i mean that's definitely true like i know some of it that people consider like the generic stuff i really like i'm a big brandon heath fan um especially his first like four records i think are, are great christian albums um I, I was a big casting crowns fan from the early half of their career third day i just think always put mm-hmm. out good music for the entirety of their run I believe they came to the Carolina Crossroads here in town. I think they did, yeah. Yeah, I think they yeah, back for Pretty the, sure they uh, weren't selling any cold ones at that show. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. They might around here. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, somebody <laughs> says, hold up a, a cold for Jesus. <laughs> a 16-ounce tall boy in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, I'm, I love Third Day. I love Mac Powell's voice. So I knew that um, mixing him with Sunday Best, this was going to be something that was up my alley. And uh, so I, I was glad to hear the collab, uh, the collab happen, and I, I was a big fan of it. Um, to Andy, to your point, good, it does kind of sound like church music, but I think that's the point. That's a good pull for though, because I didn't even know who it was till you told me, and I was like, oh, that's that's hype that they yeah they pulled but him to. It's funny because both of you guys were like before we recorded, you're like y'all didn't realize he was from Third Day, and you were like, I, I really like his voice, but I don't know who that guy is. And then when I, as soon as I told you, you were like, oh yeah, that is yeah. I do know that. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, not much else to say on that one. Yeah, good song. All right, so next up, Cold Cans Rundown. Um, We have one that me and Kyle are huge fans of. Um, I'll let Kyle give his reason for why he likes it and give Andy for his reasons why Andy's wrong. But we have Haley Witter's The Neon. Um, She released this a couple weeks ago, and I think this song is fantastic. I absolutely love this song. Play a little bit of it, and then we'll jump into it. All right, Kyle, I think you feel the strongest about this. So you lead things on this one. This song is an absolute heater. I mean, I don't, <laughs> it's just a banger. And Andy, I don't know why you're not as high on it as us. All of us love sad. Boy That's because Andy's a misogynist. Yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> he's, really, he's really not. But <laughs> no, he's not. still, just for the purposes of this, Andy, why do you hate women? Answer us now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Are you Idiots. <laughs> but this, like we all love sad boy country this is sad girl country and it's it's good uh it's a phenomenal breakup song uh from a yeah. female perspective that we don't often get uh i mean there's a lot of really good really good verses in that uh like uh i turn off that porch light that I always said i'd leave on that the you know leaving love the it. porch light love on it. that that's a that's like quasi canon in country music i feel like you know you always hear that dropped a lot like well we'll leave the porch light on or blah 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 but 
And it's kind of a, a, a thing that's been common in rural America too. Like say yeah. it, you're in high school, you take a girl out on a date and her parents leave the porch light on, um, waiting for her to come back and then tell a story real quick. Um, it used to be when my dad was taking my mom out and they'd be out on the porch too long when he was dropping her off. My, I think it was my grandma. She would flick the porch light on, on and off being like, <laughs> it's time to come inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's, so I love the line about the uh, turning off the uh, leap, turn the porch light off. I mean, there's another one, you know, where she's talking about what she's how she wasted money on the dress. Uh, it goes, what is exactly does it say? Yeah. There, and there goes my reason for buying that dress, all my plans out the window, I guess. So you can tell like, it wasn't just like some little fling. I mean, this was a very yeah, serious, a serious relationship, serious relationship for whatever reason they broke up. And now she's, and then, you know, she's, it's, she's in like this period where she needs to get back out on the scene, so to speak. So she's, you know, going out to a bar. It's almost her, in, some ways, it's, in some ways, it's almost like the, uh, the Ronnie Dunn song, but a little bit more of a serious, sad tone to it. Mm-hmm. Cause like getting back on the bar stool again, um, she says in this song, it's kind of similar to what, you know, Ronnie Dunn singing about like, you know, finding solace under the neon lights. Yep. And, um, so it's just, it's with a more, serious kind of sad under undertone to it rather than the Ronnie Dunn song. Um, I, I, with this one in particular, um, I think that we talked about how, like what she sounds like sometimes she kind of reminds me a little bit of early Casey Musgraves in this song. It has kind of like that dreamy Mm -hmm. kind of, uh, sonic structure to it. And love the line that you mentioned, Kyle, about the porch light. I think that's gr- uh, a great analogy to use. Another one that really struck me the first time I listened, and it's not even that it's, it's just a crazy analogy or anything. It's just it goes um, right before you head into the first course. It goes, you can be the one that goes, and I'll be the one that got away. And then the music just kind of dies down for a second before jumping into the chorus. Love that line, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this song, too. Big fan of Haley Witters. Can't wait for the new record. I believe I read was coming out in March. So we're going to have some more on that much Andy's chagrin, but Andy, why do you hate this song so much? And uh, to use the old uh, breakup saying, it's not the song, it's her. Mm. The I have no issue, her voice is just too soft for me. I have no issues with the, the writing of the song whatsoever. I agree with everything you've pointed out in the writing wise, it's just her voice. It's just a little too soft. Yeah. You tend to like women with r- more raspy voices, like Ashley yeah, Kraft and Morgan Wade. It's lit. Yeah. I, I love like, stuff, like raspy female voices is, is way is up there. Yeah. So you like women with the little thing in their throat from where they've smoked packs. <laughs> Okay, Kyle, you're at a ten. I need you at a two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, man, that's and he's like, take. get her some Marble Reds, and then maybe I'll listen to her music. I like them about uh, twenty years before the state that you just said. Oh, okay, okay. So they're <laughs> okay. So they're about forty-five years old, smoking a pack a day. Instead of yeah. like twenty one or however old she is now, she's she seems very young. But she, smoke a few more, and she might get a little better. <laughs> like the 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 song that Andy's not uh, advocating smoking cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> we can get in trouble for that. I think I don't think you I can think you can. Cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. That's why I had to clarify for so YouTube. <laughs> That's why I said it was a joke. for tobacco. Yeah, that was a I, joke. Uh, but like the Zach. Uh, Brian's song you're talking about where it's all rise. I mean, this song is like it's, it's up and down, up and down, and like because you can tell, um, there's a couple lines in here 
where she's sitting, uh, or she's talking about all the new songs and, or need a new whiskey, a new favorite song, try not to care when the old one comes on. And then like the next verse is like, here comes the memories, just like a flood. So you can tell she's, even though she's back out in the scene, you know, she still ain't over it yet. And I'm sorry. I just, I, I, look, the past two marches, if she drops an album in March and it says anywhere near as good as a single, Bro, her and Morgan Wade dropping heaters in March of, the, of two straight years. Very true. Yep. So could have two back to back. I don't know if Ronnie Dunn drops an album. Oof, she got some stiff competition. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited for all the records that have come up uh, on our radar so far. But all right, moving right along. Cold cans run down. Uh, we have a new song from, it's kind of new. It's not that new, but it's new enough to me. Um, so everybody who's listening to this a little bit, if you, especially if you listen to the episode, My Town Smaller and Your Town, know that I am an unabashed, unapologetic, uh, hearty fan. Um, big fan of that guy. Definitely mainstream. I mean, you could make the argument for the, our more traditionally minded uh, listeners that he's not country or whatever, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. Um, it, he... He, I think, is a very clever songwriter, and I think he's one of the more talented guys within the mainstream. I, I enjoyed his uh, record of rock. And uh, over the last few years, he's put out a couple of things called Hicks Tape Volume 1 and then Hicks Tape Volume 2, where he's kind of borrowed from the idea of like what um, they've done in like a lot of collabs and like hip-hop and everything. I think it's been a kind of a cool project. Some hit, some miss. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the case with these things. Um, there's a lot of good ones on both of them. And one of them that I think was a standout for me, it was a song that um, was Larry Fleet and John party. Uh, Cause on Hicks Day volume two, Hardy didn't put his vocals on every single song like he did on volume one. And he said, he kind of wants this to become its own thing where he doesn't have to be uh, vocals on every single song. But this one with John party and Larry Fleet, who both are really good artists in the mainstream. Um, it's called in love with my problems. I think it's a banger and uh, play a little bit and then we'll jump in. This Yeah, like I said, absolute banger. Um, that the second verse of this song, I think I like better with party his part where he's like, um, it, hold on, just had it here. Ought to send four roses, some flowers tonight. Try to put a ring on a neon light. Start making plans and moving too fast. Yeah, there, go, there goes trouble hauling ass. The very premise of this song cracks me up, and I think is sometimes a little bit truer than people like to admit. It's where. Um, there have been often times where young ladies will act like they just want to be treated right and be treated like a queen. But the moment you do that and you treat them the way that your mama raised you to treat women, they lose interest and they find reasons to just get the hell out of Dodge and, and leave you high and dry. And that's what this song is kind of talking about. It's like he essentially did everything right in this song, but she left him anyway. So he's like, you know what I ought to do? I think this is the clever part of like, country songwriting that I love about this song. He's like, you know, maybe I should just start treating my problems. Like it's a, like it's my uh, love interest, treat them right. And, you know, buy them, get a, put a ring on a neon light. Maybe my problems will leave me the hell alone too. Um, so I think it's a banger. I love it. Um, what do you guys think? I relate to the question for, 
both of you too. Do you guys think this is a fun song? Uh, it's 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 fun, but at the same time, it's not meant to be strictly just fun. If that makes I sense, think it's, I think it's self deprecating. It's self deprecating, yeah. but it's also it, it's it's it makes so, fun of a serious thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does it and yeah. and like it takes a serious subject and kind of makes it a little bit lighthearted, which I appreciate. Yeah. Like there's a comedic, you know, I, this song yeah, kind of reminds comedic me comedic element to it. Yeah, uh, it's like comedians that make fun of themselves. I mean, they're doing it as a bit. But it's still funny, even though it's true. If you follow follow me, what do you think, yeah. Andy? I that's actually a, that's a pretty good analogy. You take like a you tell you remember, a serious a serious this? story in a funny way, basically. Yeah, you know who reminds sarcastic, me sarcastic. I guess kind of reminds well. me. Did you ever watch the comedy specials? What was his name? Fluffy. He got uh, uh, Gabriel Hispanic and Gabriel Iglesias, Iglesias. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know, him. He it kind of reminds me of like a bit he would do, or yeah, like yeah. Tim Dillon or somebody. Yeah, where they just kind of poke fun at you know the obvious but it's all in good humor even though it's still true to an extent and you know i kind of relate to it because like i said there is truth to the fact that <clears throat> girls love a bad boy i mean they've said it for 50 years mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of true granted yeah. not all you could some. have the homecoming queen and she, she, on paper she should that she says she wants to be treated right but instead she's dating the guy and the uh wife beater with the monster energy tattoo on his neck yep 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 it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> they could get married to this. Uh, no regrets. Not even one letter. <laughs> this really, you know, not one successful guy over here. Or they could <laughs> date this 6'5", just loser. And, you know, they'll go date the 6'5", loser. Every but, single time. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I, I vibe with it, man, because sometimes I wish I could just damn... Um, embrace my problems and they would just leave me alone but <laughs> it never works see i think i like it because of the underlying truth with not everybody out there but with a lot of people there there is an underlying truth that this song kind of gets at but at the same time like it does it in a comedic way andy to answer your question like it, it takes yeah. a very serious kind of like real thing and kind of makes it funny a little bit and it's like you know maybe i should just take my problems and and wine and dine them and then maybe mm-hmm. my problems will leave me alone like every other woman 69 does. 69 of them. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if you do that. Yeah, the problems might want to stick around. <laughs> they might. Yeah, they might. Except wine and dine. That's immediately what popped in my head. I have a horrible mind. I'm sorry. For some, but like for a hardcore uh, person that likes hardcore sad boy songs, to me, this is like a fun song done right. Like very yep. well. Mm-hmm. I don't see where everybody might not see it that way because some people might not see it as a fun song, but to me, it's a fun song. Done see, right, it, I don't like. It, in some ways, I Andy, kiss these problems goodbye if I could just start treating them right. Exactly, and it's like in some ways, like Andy and I've talked about for years, and I think there's a lot of music listeners that are like us. Maybe we're the ones that are fucked up, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe because we get so much enjoyment out of sad crap and mm-hmm. things of just stuff. Like BJ says, I've got 10 records of shit not working out. <laughs> so I think there's like, maybe that's something that's wrong with me. And by extension, Andy, something that's wrong with you. Like we've talked about because we really like this stuff. We get our, in the words of Gary Allen, we, we get off on the pain. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this is the getting off part of the pain because this song's fun. <laughs> this song's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, parties parties versus is is a little bit better than yeah. um than Larry Fleets, but I'm sure Hardy would have dropped some fire if he'd have not been on this. So. 
Yeah. Um, with this song too, like, like you said, Hardy's, I mean, uh, John Party's uh, verse is better. I think that Larry Fleet's verse sets up the song well, but it's, mm-hmm. it's done kind of a list like um, way that we, we everybody just kind of got uh, a little bit of exhaustion from from the Bro Country era, where you know it's first lines talking about a, a tall boy short of a buzz and everything. It works, and I don't have a problem with it, but it is a weaker verse compared to the second because I don't know what it is, man. I really like that line about trying to put a ring on a neon light. Uh, and then he's saying, like, That's start making plans favorite. and moving too fast. And then, then you know what? Trouble will be hauling its ass because it doesn't want to be around and be serious. Yeah. Uh, and too, it's like, uh, I like how, too, that he sends four roses, some flowers. Yeah. Because it's roses and you send roses. I don't know. I like little, uh, I don't know what you would call that, little writing doohickeys like that. <laughs> <laughs> some, some writing doohickey. doohickeys. I like that. Does anybody know what it's called? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna go with riding doohickeys. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> copyright that. Yeah, we're gonna put it on a t-shirt. Riding doohickeys. <laughs> He's coming up on three years out of an album. He'll be coming up with something soon. So my John Party. Yeah, yeah, he he is soon because um I didn't include it on this one because it was it was not yeah, a bad that, song, but he um single. he released a lead yeah. single that was very lead yeah. single like from a mainstream artist. It it's yeah. still better than the majority of the stuff on the radio, but. It was not like it wasn't compared to all these other songs. It wasn't worth putting on here. No, no, no. So, yeah, I mean, was it, it, it was, but yeah, he does have a new single or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, last night lonely. I mean, it's a decent yeah. song. It's fine. If it's if I'm listening to the radio and it comes on, I'm not going to be upset about it. No, no. Yeah, John Party's got a lot of stuff better than ninety seven percent of everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Party Party's a good uh good on the radio artist. at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm going to be. Frank with you. Andy and I were talking about this the other week. <clears throat> we, I probably a little bit more so than you guys, maybe Andy to a lesser extent. I do kind of dive into some of that. Like we were talking about with Rich O'Toole in the last episode, like the Americana sad boy stuff. I like that probably a little bit more than, than you do Kyle. Um, but like, I mean, but at the same time, I do want some fun songs mixed in. And I, I think that we have said for years that we're a little bit more friendly to mainstream music than some of the other podcasts out there that do what we do. Yeah. After yeah. what we just said about this song, you might want to uh, more define. What do you mean by fun songs? <laughs> well, it's making fun of my problems. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like... um I just never mind. Ignore what I said. My brain just completely farted on itself. I had something to say, and now I don't. Was it something about the writing doohickeys? It could have been. I just I couldn't tell you. Andy, I'm gonna need a formal definition of a writing doohickey, so I know how to use it in the sentence. It's when they take them words and they Mm -hmm. then do things with them Mm -hmm. words. They do them things. They do things. They They do do that things. Okay, and past yeah, tense would be do, do that you thing. You do that thing after they did them things, and then they do hickey them things. Oh, okay. It makes, complete, it makes complete and total sense. And thus, you have a writing doohickey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Andy, does a writing doohickey stick around like a regular hickey? Nah, it's like trouble. It hauls ass. <laughs> but only if you treat it right. Yeah. yeah. You got to start making plans and moving too fast, and then it just hauls yeah. ass. Put a little, put a little ring on a neon light, and they say men are scared of commitment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not always us, America. Yes, four roses. <laughs> Send some flowers. But yeah, good song. 
Uh, and there are some there are some others we probably should cover at some point. Maybe we do an episode on Hicks Tape, Volume One and Volume Two, or just Volume Two. But um, there's a song on there about Midland and Marty Stewart. I think is a banger. Um, mm-hmm. Anytime, anything with Marty Stewart's good. But um, that would be some an interesting thing for us to talk about at some point. But but for you know this one, we didn't have time to go through an entire record. The the yeah the second one's got some junk on it. Yeah, I mean, so did the first one. Like I said, it's hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. see, I maybe I'm I'm not, I don't really care if I stumble on people's stars. I really don't. Um, a lot of these artists that everyone thinks are really, really good, and the ones that I think they're really, really shitty. If we're being honest, all of their albums have some songs on it that suck. Whether you're always, a mainstream always, artist or you're an independent artist, every independent artist that I've heard, it's very few records that I don't skip a song. Some of them kind of suck, but you ain't way. supposed to say that because they're you know independent artists. I love independent artists. We talk to them on this show when uh, quite regularly. I support them, and I listen to more independent artists than I do mainstream artists. But in the day, they put out some shitty songs occasionally too. I mean, it's just the nature of being human. Yeah, well, I mean, mainstream artists is kind of the reverse. Like they put out a lot more shitty songs, and the good yeah. songs are mixed in between. The independent artists yeah. put in put out a lot more better songs with some shitty ones mixed in between. Yeah, you always gotta have filler. Yeah, usually it's it's the inverse. Usually, the filler on a mainstream record is the good song. <laughs> yeah, the filler, the album tracks on the mainstream songs are the the really good ones that people yeah. don't want to play on the radio. Yeah, they're the ones that's got like one third of the plays of the the title of the album. <laughs> yeah, I think my goal with this uh, my statement just then and my mission statement for this podcast is I'm going to piss off everyone. You know what you're trying to say? You what you're trying to tell them is you got a bigger bucking bass on your wall. <laughs> Dude, I I look, I've said it before. I think Hardy's a clever writer and I I, yeah. I enjoy his uh turn of phrase and his wordplay he uses in songs. You could tell that guy, he he t- considers Brad Paisley a big influence on him and you can it's easily noticeable in his music because some of the yeah. ways he turns uh words and everything it, it, it's just it's very sometimes it's very funny. Sometimes it's in ways you haven't really heard. Yeah. He does writing doohickeys better than a lot of people in the songwriting community in the Nashville. So oh, yeah, like I'm a I'm a hearty stan. I am. I am as well. I mean, a rock. I think is one of the more clever songs I've heard in a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, but used one word to, throughout the whole song to represent a whole course of life. Circle of life. Yeah, like yeah. you listen to that song, you tell me it sucks. I, I question a little bit of how much you actually are looking at it in a vacuum and examine how much is it just because he's mainstream. You don't like him. I want everyone to do a thinking exercise. Just That's read the too lyrics much in America, read the lyrics and replace Hardy with Jason Isbell. Would you still like it if you read the lyrics? Well, that's uh, we can't have that, Kyle, because Jason Isbell would never write something so commercial and chatty as what Hardy is doing. So that's already a stupid premise. That's what they would say. Also, Hardy doesn't sit there and tell you about his political beliefs all the time. So, you know what? How can he sleep at night? Again, another thing I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I think Hardy's a little less douchey about it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and I love Isabel. I, I do. I, like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm I'm bashing Jason Isabel because I'm not. I love Jason Isabel. Like, I love his album, uh, Southeastern. I love uh, Something More Than Free, I think was the uh, the next one. Uh, the last one I even liked a lot. But at the same time, I'm not going to like this. Sometimes I don't see him post things on Twitter in kind of a just an eye bag kind of way and i'm just like dude even if i agree with you sometimes i'm just like shut up i don't care <laughs> he's a he, he has a lot of eye roll tweets yeah <laughs> it's like i've said for years you know they i don't I don't have a problem with artists 
saying things that they believe. I mean, if I can do it, they can do it. It's all fair, you know? Yeah. yeah but at the yeah. same time, it's, it's the way people go about it. Sometimes you can be kind of, you can come across kind of like an asshole when you do it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, but I, it's a great thing about this country. Oh, my goodness. ESPN. It's a great thing about this country. Everybody's entitled to an opinion, just like an asshole. Everybody Very true. Has one. Very so. true. America, greatest country on earth. Amen. Hey, man. But I will not. Because you can't, because I'm right. (laughs) Yep, you're right. That's what you call, Andy, one of those philosophical doohickeys. That's a rhetorical question. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, make sure you go follow us on uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. God knows it feels like we're on everything now. Uh, YouTube, go to Cold Cans Network on that. Uh, Click subscribe, hit the alert bell. We'll have new content on there. Check out the new website, coldcansnetwork.com or countryandcoldcans.com. We'll take you there. We've got uh, blog content out there now and uh, while you're at it make sure to check out if you're into uh sports food culture and all things the south check out miserable and reckless available anywhere podcasts are available so i'll present it by the cold cans network for this episode of country and cold cans i'm logan sitting here with kyle and drucker andy and we will see you next time one two three four